Amen. Well, it is good to see everybody. Got a few new faces and uh, going to have some more faces online, too. That's really cool. How many people have been checking out some of the live stream stuff we've been doing? Good deal, man. That's awesome. Got some uh, new faces and stuff and meeting people all the time. And that's what it's about because we're about further in the kingdom. Amen. So on the count of three, y'all say, hey, everybody. And when we say that on, on, for people online, ready? One, two, three. Hey, hey everybody. Wish you were here, but we'll take it just like that. That's good stuff. So as Tanya already pointed out on our message today, <laughs> we're living it already, man. About staying in your lane. And I got to be honest where I, I got this from, that that term, that term just really set a fire in my heart. The other day I was in, in the gym with the muscle guys. I am not a muscle guy. You know, and I told you a little bit about that last week. And these guys are over there, man, they're moving these weights and everything. And, man, I look like I got a paperweight. I'm just trying not to, to throw something out of, out of whack, you know. And, and they were saying, well, Mr. Buddy, you know, do your thing. Do your thing. Don't worry about us. Just stay in your lane. And I told that guy, I said, I'm going to use that. And I started praying about that. Staying in our lane has, a, has a, lot of, a lot of things that we can pull in from the Bible. Amen. So I hope that you guys are enjoying uh, the messages, and I think right now this is going to be one that kind of sits with you, all right? So with that being said, I want to talk about the journey of life, all right? Everybody knows that this is a journey. It's not a sprint. It's not a one-day thing, right? How many people are living the journey? Yes, yeah, sound like we're living a journey. Well, I'm hoping that we give you some tools today that you guys are riding high on that. But every day is filled with new adventures, some exciting, some hilarious. Anybody laugh at yourself sometimes? Lord knows I better, because if not, my family will help me. Amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, we have some fun, but I tell you what, man, and sometimes it's a little overwhelming. I don't want to discount that either, and I know that a lot of different things going on in people's lives, but I pray that today that, you know what, that you're encouraged by hearing the Word of God, to go deep in the Word of God, so that when those, those times do come, that we've got something to reach a hold to, right? And not only that... You can have God in the good times, too. Don't, don't push him out. Don't edge him out, okay? All right? So with that being said, i got a few more things I wanted to share. And I thought, man, what about the similarities between our Chris, uh, Christian walk and our driving techniques? How many good drivers do we got? How come my wife didn't point to me? Her hands are down. She's just like, and you know the guys I work with that don't think I drive good either. I don't understand, but they always want me to drive to lunch. What's up with that? My gas is good, I guess, until you arrive at that, but they, they, they don't say nothing. They're just like, hey, where's the belt? Where's this? You know, they're always, yeah, I say, come on, man, have a little faith, you know? Sometimes it is a, is a ride of faith, isn't it? But I, I thought about that, and I said, man, you know, our life, sometimes we go the wrong way. Anybody ever go the wrong way in life? I'm going to pray for y'all right now. <laughs> My buddy from Buckrow was like, yes. Yes, we have. <laughs> don't tell him nothing, Jeff. All right. <laughs> How about the do not enter signs? And you go anyway. How about the dead ends? You ever run into a dead end in life? Man, I was writing all these things down. Oh, man, there's so many things. We see so many different things that line up with our walk and, you know, going down the road, but also with our, our, our walk in the Lord. And so I want to go ahead and hit our scripture here. And we're going to be primarily here on uh, Psalm 119, 105. It says, the word is a lamp to my feet. And it light to my path. How many know that the devil wants you to keep that Bible closed? Keep you in the dark, right? Don't want you, don't want you praying. Don't want you into any of those things. But what I wrote down here, I said we need to keep our spiritual well-being alive. We need to keep the Word of God open. Amen? Amen. All right. So how many people come to Bible study on Tuesday? See, I just rolled that right on in there, didn't I? Yeah. We got room for more. So that's always a good time. But I was thinking a few things here, and I said, you know, as we go through our spiritual journey, it, it's so many different things. Can you imagine if you had the, the, the dash cam? You see a lot of those things now, right? I don't want that. But, I mean, you know, can you imagine that in the course of a day, you know? How many times you're over in the weeds, back and forth? Anybody got one of those? Some people just use their phone when they're doing the selfies and driving, right? No, I hope not. But think about that. But God's got the best view of your life every day. Just like that, the, the, the Holy Spirit dash cam, you know? And yeah. <laughs> was up front like, yeah, I know. When I think about that too, I'm going, you mean everything? Yeah, God, God sees everything, knows everything. And, and let me tell you some good news. He still loves you. Amen? Because I know, when I look at the guy in the mirror, sometimes I go, boy, I cannot believe you did that. Amen? You know? I'm thinking, thank you, Lord, for fresh starts. Anybody like fresh starts? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, God's grace is amazing. So you think about that, and there's so many different things that, you know, that, that we just cut through and shortcuts. Anybody like shortcuts? 
Shortcuts are good as long as it doesn't produce shortcomings. Amen. You know, I'm always I'm like, okay, what's the best path? How many know God's got the best path? Yeah, but we used to ask him like second, third, fourth. When we're over there, we need a tow truck, Lord. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just telling you what I see in my own life and, and see what's what. But I want to ask you this now. I want you to close your eyes for just a second here. What is the first sign that you see when you leave your home? Anybody? I'm hearing a lot of signs. You got to stop sign first thing. Raise your hand. The Lord said, "Green light." <laughs> and I thought about that. I said, what would happen if I took a hold of that? And the first thing I did in the morning is just stop, count my blessings, seek the Lord. Anybody else got a different sign that they see? Very magical. There you go. You can pray for people. See, there's always something. There's a message all the time, man. All the time. So I just want to think about maybe, you know, as you're going to work and you're praying in your little praise mobile, you see a sign and you try to apply that to your life that day, man. So think about that. If it says do not enter, guess what? Don't enter, right? <laughs> the Lord might be speaking through that sign. But, you know, we get stop signs and all those things. And I thought, man, Lord, help us to stop from being so busy that we edge you out of everything. We can do it. You ever get so busy? And I talk about this a lot and, and because I, I believe it happens. Anybody get a little tense on Sunday when you got to work on Monday? I need your job. <laughs> you can feel that stomach going like this, a little bit like that. Yeah. I wonder why that is. What happens if we just change our attitude about it? Say, man, God, you wake me up tomorrow, I'm going to serve you all I can on Monday. Woo, let me put me in, coach. You know, if we just had that, that whole thought process on it or that heart condition. Whatever we say, man, I tell you what, give, he give me, looks like he's going to give me 24 hours. We don't know, but I'm going to make each minute count. How many are making each minute count? I think we really need to think about that. Man, I see some young folks in the back. They won't stay young long, will they? Man, they just pop up and grow, man. That's it. I'm going to tell you this. Kenny, when you were walking in, and I thought, man, what is Jesse doing out there? My boy's 17, man. I guess you're looking good because Kenny was strutting like that. I thought, Jesse, that ain't Jesse. Man, but every time I turn around, man, well, he's smiling and both of y'all smiling. Like, man, I didn't know I looked wrong. The kids going, I feel young this morning, right? <laughs> but I did. It just popped up there. It must be the hair. Is that what it is? I don't know. But it, I know this. It doesn't take long for it to change, man. It doesn't take long for stuff to change at all, man, as far as going like that. But I, I think, you know, as, as, as we go through this today, the whole thing is, your word, Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How are we starting our day? And I'm going to pull more of that in as we go. But everybody doing good, all right? Say amen if you're doing all right. All right, well, let's see what the Lord's got for us today. So, we're going to talk about different uh, traveling. I wish I had that eagle saying, life in the fast lane. But I couldn't, I couldn't find it that fast this morning. I thought about it later. Fast lane living. How about that? Anybody doing the fast lane living? Your body will let you know if you're living too fast, won't it? Man, aches, pains, everything else, all that stuff. And I also now, I understand when I'm talking to my kids, I'm too old to really say, hey, dude. They go like, dude. Dude, you can't say, dude. Come on, guys, go easy on them. You know? So things change, man. They want to put you in that, 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 that little square. But fast lane living, man. Think about that. So many folks get so familiar, right? Y'all hear that? So familiar with life. They just speed right on through it, amen? You get real familiar about, well, I know what I got to do with work. I know, I know this is how it's going to go down. I'm going to do this and that, right? And what happens is things seem to get a little boring, don't they? So we just speed on through. I'm not really wanting to run through life real fast. How about you guys? I do get a little excited. Do get a little hyper. Y'all never know that, would you? Yeah. <laughs> I just I thought of thing. Now, many of y'all know that my uh, handyman capabilities is a little limited, right? Yeah. I just, this one in my mind. Tim came over with one of these saws. Now, you know I should not have a saw, right? Miles, you didn't give it to him, did you? So he had this pole saw. Do y'all remember this a couple years ago? He had this pole saw. And I was like, and Tim, you know, he's checking the tension on the stuff. I was like, well, make sure it's got oil in it. It's good. Yeah. Plugging it in and everything else. And Tim's like, oh, man. Cut the tree. And so finally, and I know he doesn't want to give it to me because he's seen most of the stuff that I borrowed. And he's like, 
Do you have it? <laughs> you know, I, bring it back. I mean, you know, I just give one. So we get up there and I said, man, hey, you want me to rest your spell? And he's like, this, put the phone off. Let me out. Let me Man, I get that baby. Let your motor run. I mean, chipmunks are going, like, and the tree's going like this, and Tim's going, everybody's going like this. And man, I get that branch down. And it takes the chain off his stuff and pulls the wire loose and everything. I go, you need to get that fixed. <laughs> that's the last time you let me use that saw, man. So I know, even though looking at that going, that's not probably a good thing. But I mean, I was just excited about it. Sometimes your excitement can get you in trouble, amen? Yeah. Go out there and tell them how much Jesus has done for you. Let me tell you what Jesus has done for you. You'd be like, back away, right? Back away. But you know, I, I kind of temper that. I just like, let me tell you what Jesus does. No, I mean, but I tell you what, when you have been saved from a lot, when you've been set free, it's something to be excited about, amen? amen? So we tend to get a little excited. But you know what? Lord, temper that so we don't scare everybody out of the kingdom, amen? Right? We want to draw them in. But that's it. Somebody told me one time, I said, man, when you was a rock and roller, you was, you was on, you were really excited. And now that you got saved, you're even more excited. I said, I, I'm on a better team now. We win. I read the last page in the book. We win, right? So what else? Fast lane living. We go through that sometimes and we just want to floor it. How many know when you get waiting? How many people remember this? I know guys can remember this. When I was about 14, two years seemed like forever to get my license. Two years. Two long years. Then I got a ticket. How do you get a ticket without your license? Do not ride your motorcycle on school property. And I remember I said, oh, we'll just stop. They're going to let me slide. They're going to let me go. And he said, excuse me, son, put your head down. Got in the back there. And I was like, this is not good. This is not good. You know what? The first, first ticket I ever got, can you imagine this? Reckless driving. <laughs> didn't even, I didn't even have my license. I got a reckless driving ticket, man. You know? And I thought, man, that is not cool. And what was even less cool was when I saw my dad coming to get me out of the back of the car. Man, he's walking. And he's walking. It was just like, it reminded me of this. And, and, and my dad chewed the, the, the tobacco with it too. And second day after I had that motorcycle, second day, had the greenest shoes in Buffalo. I cut so much grass by that motorcycle. And my dad said, hey boy. I said, yeah. He said, push that bike. I said, okay. So I pushed and pushed. Got to the soccer field, pushed, pushed, started that bike and rode on home, man. Got over there. I thought he just meant push till I got away from the cops. <laughs> Wrong. He meant push all the way home. <laughs> That's like four miles. Boy, you appreciate that bike when you get it back. Let me tell you. Man, it's one thing. Man, that's a nice bike. Can I ride it? Nope. But, 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 nope. Let's think about this thing for a little bit. So I talk about all those things about being excited and doing stuff. Lord, help us to stay in our lane. It's not bad that it's a fast lane, but don't just run over everybody while you're trying to get to your destination. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. So this is something else we found out. I said, the fast lane doesn't always save time. Anybody know that? Oh, man, it, it doesn't. Have you ever noticed because there's, there's so many other people involved, you know? How many people got to hit the interstate to go to work? All right, we're going to pray for them right now. That's it. Anybody got to go through the tunnel? Mm. People online going, that's me. They're praying to the Lord speaking to me. Yeah. So with that, do you ever run into some counter, encounters? Now, I only have to go like eight minutes to where I go to. Eight minutes. And man, if something's wrong at the stoplight at 7-Eleven, I'm going, man, what is going on? What is happening? And then, and then I see Miles coming out of the McDonald's on two wheels, like that. I was like, well, I was going to call him, but I know he's got a biscuit in one hand. If he is, I don't want to take both hands off the wheel, man. But we're ready to go to work, and we're ready to get out there and go. What happens if we took off in, a, in, in that type of uh, urgency in our Christian walk every morning? Ooh, we got quiet there, didn't we? How about that? We got up and said, man, Lord, I'll tell you what. I pray that you put people in front of me today that I can encourage. Lord, I pray today that my life will make a difference in the kingdom of God. Lord, I pray today that you know what? That I hear your voice and that I'm a mirror of Christ to others. How about that? Anybody start out with that? Guess what? Tomorrow's coming. Yeah, we can do it then, right? We can start tomorrow with that. Actually, you can start today with that. 
So many things we do, we just want to speed through life. But we love taking a shortcut. And shortcuts don't have to be bad, as long as I'm saying it again, that we don't produce shortcomings. And so, fast lane living doesn't always get you there the safest, does it? How many know that God might have you in a situation right now because he's teaching you something? Ooh, that's painful, isn't it? How many people like their job? There you go. How many people would rather not have their job and have a different job? Okay. Yeah. Maybe God's working in you right there to teach you something so when you go to your next job, you can bring that with you. Now, before I got the job that I'm working during the day, I worked a couple other jobs. I worked at a crab factory. All right? Now, they got people to pick crabs and everything else, but I, 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 was, I was sharp, so I moved right on up to where they just put, put the little crabs on this little conveyor. Well, actually, no, let me back up. I had to graduate to that. First, they put, you know what a hibachi looks like, that little griddle? They put the crabs on that, and they put it through this machine. And it shakes the stuffing out of them. Let me tell you, eight hours of going. And so I'm going home going. Man, but shoot, I was making like $4 an hour. Woo, man, what am I going to do with all that money? I didn't get a hearing aid. That's probably what's happening. My boy said, Dad, you don't hear well. Man, 32 years of wind tunnel and 45 were playing the guitar, man. I'm looking at your lips half the time, see what's going on. So then I graduated off that crab line onto the one where it cuts his legs off. You put them on this conveyor. And you know, after about three or four hours, you can get bored, right? Then you try to do two at a time. You know, you're trying to do all those things because guess what? You want to get it done. You want to be in the fast lane. You want to get it done, right? But that's not always the best way. It's good to be smarter about things, but man, it won't do three crabs at once. I'm telling you that right now. Because it will shut the whole performance package down. And it's like, who put all them crabs in there? You <laughs> so, just a couple of things, because you can learn through life, can't you? I'm going to tell you what, I think there's a sermon in everything we do. I really believe there's a sermon in everything we do. Let's keep on rolling here. So guess what? we got some fast lane living. you got to watch for the weavers. Got any weavers? You see anybody cutting in your lane? Yeah, man, they'll do it. Have y'all ever been a weaver? In and out of things. Got a confession. Yesterday, I was driving my truck. Got a 1974 truck. All right? And it's cool, but you don't want to take your hands off that wheel now, I'm going to tell you. So I'm going, and I see this lady in a nice Cadillac with a phone as big as my tablet. I said, I need to stay away from that lady right there. Right? So she comes over and she's weaving. I said, I'm going to watch that lady. And then one of my favorite songs come on. Dan on Dan. Little 38 special. Next thing I was jamming. And I was like, man, I need to adjust the EQ on that thing. And I'm driving. And I look and I see that lady in the car. She's like way over here. And I was like, what is she doing now? And I was in the middle of the lane. I was like, oh, sorry about that. It doesn't take long, man, to take your eyes off the prize. But we were jamming, right? I, but uh, we're going to say my office of 38 special was on. You know? Oh, Southern Rocker, man. So anyway, I know that lady, because first I was going, I cannot believe she's doing that. I just cannot believe. I can't believe. I'm all over here, man, on side rails and everything else. And just real fast, I thought, man, Lord, you're speaking that message to me already. That I got to keep my eyes on you. I got to keep the word of the Lord open. Amen. So we got to watch out for the weavers. And I thought this, we get so distracted in our, in our walk by the things of the world. Man, anybody watch the news? Mm-hmm. News going through a tough time right now. When's the last time that the news came on and said, we just got a report? I want to let you guys know. It's a little old report, but I want to let you know it's coming. It's going to be sooner than it was. Jesus is coming back. I fall out of my chair. I know we don't know when, but he, he says, you know, no man knows when I'm coming back. But like Jesse and me talked before, it's 24 hours closer than it was yesterday. Can you, when's the last time? Say, we just want to let everybody know that we have prayed for you today from, you know, XYZ news station. I haven't seen that. They have edged God out of everything. And then when something happens, they wonder, where was God? Well, you edged him out, right? Think about those things when we're watching stuff. So I'm thinking about this back and forth in our, in our life. And as we weave through life, I've had some seasons in my life 
where I've done some weaving in my spiritual walk. Anybody else? Man, it's not pretty, but it's the truth. But aren't you glad that God will get you back on the main line? Aren't you glad that he doesn't leave you over in the weeds? Thank you, Lord. So again, I said, you know, this is not a sprint. It's an ongoing race. We want to grab the prize, amen? So many times we think, man, it's just, let's just do this today. So many times people miss out and they come to church on Sunday and they forget about God the rest of the week. You know? If you say anything, I've heard people say this. Well, man, you know, I've talked to a lot of people. Business guys, doctors, all that. And I've had a couple people. Well, you know, that, that's church. And this is business. I was like, yeah. But if Christ is in you, he's going to be in your business. I, you know what I'm saying? How many like the CEO of Jesus in their business? Right? Because I tell you what, I can do a lot on my own to get me broke. Right? Real fast. Oh, yeah, that looks good. Let's do it. And then your wife says, did you pray about that? And you go, we ought to pray about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are we seeking the Lord in our decisions? Are we seeking our Lord, the Lord, in, in every aspect of our life? What I'm saying is this. I pray in my work, in my home, in my joking, in my laughing, in my whatever I'm doing. I pray that it's evident that I'm a Christian. And there's sometimes, man, I'm sure I've missed the mark just like anybody else. But I want you to know I'm striving, I'm leaning on the Lord because I know I can get back up and keep on going. Amen? This time goes by so fast. So a lot of times staying in our lane, people think, man, just hands off. I'm in my lane. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about that. It's a little bit more than that. Amen? So how many people are in the fast lane today? But let's see where you are. Let's keep on going. So look at this. Sometimes even so-called Christians, we can get out of the mainstream, right? I mean, we're, we're over here in the weeds, like I said. We're back over here on the shoulders. So then we think what we need to do next is what? We need to be in the slow lane. Surely that's safer. Slow lane living. We're going to play it safe. How many people think that this life is about playing it safe? Mmm. I'm glad the disciples didn't play it safe, aren't you? Now think about this. We're going to get our hands on the wheel. Now this is how long ago it was when I was driving. It used to be 10 and 2. So I teach my kids 10 and 2, and they go to take the driver's ed stuff. They say, no, don't do that. You got to be down here. Ain't it just down here? Man. So what they want to do, they want to make sure you get that, that airbag right in your face. Your dad was trying to help you. They go, boom, like that, right? So I'm thinking 10 and 2, right? I'm ready. See, a lot of times we think, well, okay, we're just going to do this. I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do, and nothing's going to happen to me. People back into people all the time. People get in your lane all the time. People are adjusting their radio and get in your lane. I saw one yesterday. Look a lot like me. So you think about it. It's, it's you know, you, the, the safest place to be is in the will of God. But how are you going to know the will of God? you got to have the word of God to show you. All right? So I'm thinking about this as we're going along. And I said, you know, Christianity is not a spectator sport. you got to roll up your sleeves of faith to get in. Amen? You know, if you want to see God move, you got to be moving with him, right? You got to be listening. You got to be obedient, right? So think about that. It's a full contact sport. You ever thought about that? What is the movie we watch? Courageous? Something like that. That lady boy, she put on the battle gear. She was walking around there praying in the house. I was like, get them, baby, get them. And that was awesome, man. How often do we pray like that? Do we really pray like that? I know grandmama does because I got saved. Amen. <laughs> that. But I'm going to tell you what. Are you praying for your family? Are you praying for others? Are you praying for the guy next door just a little weird? My neighbors are probably praying for me because I'm the guy next door that's just a little weird probably. I don't know. But that's the thing. God has something for each of us. He has a lane for each of us to run in. So if you're in the slow lane and that's where God's called you to be at this time of your life, drive on. Drive on. Keep on listening. Keep on looking. But I'll tell you this. The devil did not come to bruise you. Y'all hear me? He came to kill, steal, and destroy. He's not playing footsie with you, right? I don't say that to scare you. I say that to encourage you to dig in God's word because we got victory in Jesus, amen? But if you got your tool belt all tucked up in the back seat and not using it and it's over here on the coffee table and all this stuff, guess what? You might find you running some tough times, amen? How many know when you go and you get ready to go out there? How many people check the jack and make sure they got it in the car? Hmm. 
How many people make sure that that uh, that, that we got uh, one of those four way tire changer things? Woo! How many people need AAA? <laughs> right? Think about this stuff. What about a flashlight? You gotta have a flashlight. Tim's got more flashlights than anybody I know, man. When we go to what's the place we go to? Harbor Freight. He, he, he lines me and Tanya up and said, get back here, we're going to get a free fa- uh, uh, flashlight. Okay? Here, buy this and we'll get a free flashlight. I don't need a welder. No. <laughs> we'll get a free flashlight. So, you know, but he knows the value of that. And we have used them over the years working on stuff. It's like, I don't even have, I said, you got a flashlight? He's like, he's got this things coming on, man. And then I got one. I got this really cool flashlight. I mean, that thing will burn the hair off your knuckle for about 15 minutes. And then it does this stuff. It'll trigger a seizure. You know? So so thinking bigger, brighter, and better. Yeah, I'm like, that thing's going like this. Look at it. You're going to start discoing and stuff out there, man. Thing's going like the Tim's going, could you please turn the light off? I can't find the wire that I'm supposed to connect. You know, working on the motorcycle. I said, oh, you can get it. You can get it. And it looks like this. <laughs> it looks like one of those disco balls, man, going around. You know? And I'm like, man, what in the world does that have to do? Because, you know what? That battery needs to be charged. We need to be charged, amen? We need to charge. Everybody laugh now. Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> we need to be charged up on the Word of God. It's a lamp to our feet. Let's keep on rolling. How about this? Some people are never willing to hit the gas. They just want to keep it on like this. My sister went to James Madison University. I used to have to go back and forth there to help move stuff. And one of my buddies was going to help ride with me one day. And so I said, I'll ride up and you drive back. You know, drive back. Have you ever drove with somebody that does this? Gas on, gas off. Like Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off. He was gas on, gas off. Four hours of that, boy. I'm going to take Steady the pedal there, buddy. Oh, I always drive like this. Man, it's crazy. Man, it's like, okay, we're at 55, 55, 57, 50, 50, 50, 50. Man, I'm in like the stock market, man. It's going like this. Man, what's going on? That's when you appreciate somebody that's got a steady foot. How about appreciating somebody that's steady in their walk with the Lord? Y'all see where I'm going with that, right? You know, you got somebody, you got some people that are like, woo, I love Jesus. Take out man, tell everybody, banging on the door every the two weeks old. Yeah, I'm going to Bush Garden. I ain't got time for that. The Lord talks about that, right? Some some of the seed falls on good grass and all that. We still love them, but how do we keep that steady pace? We keep continuing charging. Just like that flashlight, I had to plug it back in. Our Christian walk, we got to plug in. Not just on Sundays, but every day. Every day. And I pray that y'all are doing that and, and looking to the Word of God. Amen? So think about that. Some people never want to play it so safe. They don't want to switch lanes. And, and you know what? How many know you're not always in the same lane? When I'm talking about staying in your lane, I don't mean get in your lane and stay there. Don't touch nobody. I'm saying get in the lane that God's called you to be in. And then go with the flow from there, what he tells us to do. Amen? That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to continue to stay in the flow of what he has for us. Let's see what else we got here. Galatians 5, 7 says, You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This is Paul talking to the the Galatian church, right? That's what I'm talking about. Sometimes I, I get with folks and men, they're, they're, they're running that race. And we want to fan the flames of faith and we want to come alongside with them. But then something comes up and they step back. Now, there, now I'm going to tell you this. If everybody that's ever walked through this door at church came here, it would blow the sides out of this building. And I'm okay. If, if this is not where God called you, Find where God's called you. We pray for you. Everything's good. Because we're not about church building. We're about kingdom building. Bigger than, a, bigger than a building. Talk about reaching lives all over the world. And I always tell people, I said, just make sure they preach in the word. Preach in the word. But what hurts my heart is when they come here and they don't plug in somewhere else when they leave. So, man, I'm talking to you. We still got room. Come on. We still got room. We'll do two services, whatever it takes. Tim can handle it, can't you, Tim? He push that button. He's ready. We're excited. Whatever it takes, man. Because we want to keep people on track. Lord, help us to stay on track. Preaching to me first. You know? But we turn around and, and so fast is it that we can be misled. Years ago, when I first got saved, 
I wanted to know what everybody believed. Everybody else believed, so I don't know. Not a good plan. But my wonderful mother-in-law said, if you study the truth, then when anything else doesn't line up with the truth, you will know it's not the truth. I was like, go ahead, Grandma. That's a good word. And then I found out that, that folks like uh, that, that look at the money for counterfeit stuff, you know how they know the fakes? They study the truth. They study the truth. That this dollar should look like this and this. And when they see a counterfeit, they can spot it. They go, oh, I don't need to be going down that road. Man, that's the blessing that we have in the Word of God. It's tried and true. Amen? And God will lead God and direct you in all of that. Let's take a look at this. So we need to follow the map. God's, I call it God's GPS system, right? God's perfect system is the word. How many people read that on a regular basis? You don't have to raise your hand. I pray that it's often. I'm going to set a time frame on it. Often. But I will tell you this. Next time you get ready to go grab your Bible, see if this doesn't happen. The doorbell will ring. Phone will go up. Dog will bite. Start trying to bite you. All these things, anything to kind of nudge you away from the word of God. That ought to be a good sign when we say, stop the music. I'm going to open up the word of God. I'm going to spend some time in prayer. How about this? When's the last time you're going down the road and the Lord said, you need to pray for that person. Or you need to, you need to call that person. How many people get random texts from me throughout the week? Quite a few. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm just praying for you. Usually what I say is this. I don't want nothing. I don't need nothing. Just going to tell you the Lord loves you. Praying for you. That's awesome. And it's nice to get a few back too. You know, we were talking about love letters and stuff like that. This is the greatest love letter you'll ever read God's word. The greatest love letter. He had you in mind. So we need to follow the map. Man, how many people hate asking for directions? I'm going to take another drink of water on that one. Mm. Yeah. We got a lot to pray about today, don't we? So, I mean, we, you know, because we've been down that road before, so we know. Right? How, what happens if something's changed down that road? Yeah, <laughs> take a detour. Jefferson, he's thinking, boy. I don't know about you guys. How many people get messed up on Jefferson Avenue and Warwick in certain places? Right? Now, I'll tell you how I solved that. You tell me a place to eat, I'm fine. It's by the hot dog king. Got it. I'm ready. It's by Anderson. No problem. I know where that is, you know? So I have to have landmarks, right? Well, what about, what about the scriptures? To pull you back to God's truth. To pull you back to what's true and, and, and tried in the, in the world. Amen. We'll go back to this again. So where do we start here? Psalm 119, 105 says, The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Did I tell you, I'm always, I think there's a sermon all the time when we're looking at this stuff. All the time. Man, I tell you what. How many know that God's word is a lamp to our feet? I can prove it. You ready? Let me just show you your pants here. See, when you go ahead and open that Bible like that. <laughs> Then they said, what are you buying that for? We was at the dollar store the other day. It's a light unto my feet. Oh, yeah. And I said, I need that. She says, why? I said, I'll show you Sunday. But think about that. Can you imagine every time you open it, you close the Bible, it goes off, it turns back on? Wouldn't that be nice? We ought to come home and make something like that, man. And, and I thought, man, I need that because you know what? It's, it's good to tell me that to your flashlight. And I tell you what. How many know it's tough to travel in the darkness, isn't it? How many know we got a new cat at our house? Got a new cat named Jack. He's doing good. Although there's things been rearranged in our bedroom since Jack's there. I need that light. I get up. We have added a litter box. We have moved my weights. We have not put stuff back where I usually do, right? And you get up and that light ain't on more. Your toes will look like that. Man, oh man, you need that light, you need that light. It's the same way in our spiritual walk. We need a light of God's word, it's a lamp to our feet. And I thought about that stuff. Man, as soon as I get around there, mm, my pinky toe was like, mm, all the way over there. And I was thinking, I want to yell and I want to complain and I want to say it. And Denise is going to say, did you put that back? And I'm going to go, no, I didn't put it back. Right? How does that even work with what we're talking about? Because things in our life, we need to have God order our steps, amen? We need to have the lamp unto our feet. I'm just trying to throw some things out there that will resonate with you guys. Man, I tell you what, and it doesn't take much light to be able to see, does it? You think about that. Is time's getting a little bit darker in the world? I think so. 
So really, it should be easier for a Christian to shine his light a little bit brighter, right? I didn't say it was, maybe it shouldn't be easier, but it should be easier to see. But we still have the ability right now to pray anytime we want, don't we? Come to Bible study, go back and forth, post what you want on your post, uh, Facebook stuff for the most part. Put whatever you want on your car, uh, uh, KTP stickers that Kenny and them got up there, right? Let them know anything, man. What would happen if you used every possible avenue to share your faith with somebody? I didn't say use every possible avenue to beat somebody with your faith, right? I'm talking about sharing the love of Christ, amen? You know, there's a lot of things. Now, I, I don't know about you guys. I, I've said this many times. I come to church once when I was five, once when I was 30. A lot of different things in between there. But when I found out that God loved me just the way I was, I was in. I didn't know anything else. Other, you mean he could take me and fix all that? He could forgive all this? Past, present, and future? That was amazing to me. That love. Because a lot of the love that I experienced in the past, as long as you do good, get good. That's not God. Grace says, I love you because I love you because I love you. And as we often say, you can't do nothing about it. He still loves you, right? Can you do anything to make God love you more? No. Can you do anything to make him love you less? Okay, good. He loves us. He loves us. He loves us. But we could be disjointed, right? We, you know, just like my kids, I love when they do good. I'm happy. All right. And it doesn't excite me if, if they, they make a bad decision. I'm sure that's probably why my dad lost his hair real early with me. You know? But he never stopped loving me. And never stopped loving you. Amen? How much more is it that love of Christ? That love of God? When we're hurting, he still loves us. When we're going through something, we're never alone. He is the great comforter. I spoke the other night on Wednesday at a, a school friend of ours that had passed away. And a lot of my friends were really hurting about that. And, and I just prayed throughout the day, Lord, show me how to comfort um, our friends in a time of loss. How do we live through loss? It's devastating when you lose somebody, whether they're old, young, any, anything like that. But I tell you what, Christ is the key in every situation. He is the great comforter. So I want to always bring us back to the word of God because that's the lamp into our feet. That's, he's the, the healer. He's the miracle worker. He's the chain breaker. Man, always point them back to Christ. Amen. Let's keep on rolling here. Is everybody doing good so far? Say amen. amen. All right. So it's a good thing if we follow the pace car. Now, I'm not a big racer, but I did like this picture because the Mustang's out front. I love the Mustangs. That's good. That's good stuff. All the chef love people just turned off the internet. I'm just kidding. So follow the pace car. What does that mean? If we follow the pace car, we don't have to watch out for the shoulders too bad. Anybody ever run off the road? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. And my son raised, well, you ought to raise both hands, son. I've seen them rims. <laughs> yeah. But there's a reason there's rumble strips, right? Aren't you glad for them? It shocks you back to the center line. Right? How about, have you ever had the Holy Spirit say, hey, Get back on center line. Hey, hey, hey. Things in our life. But what happens is, if we continue to turn up the volume of the world, we'll miss out on what the Lord is teaching us. Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to put you, like I say, in the Holy Ghost headlock. He's going to speak to your heart. That small, still voice. And he speaks to you in a number of different ways. But I want to promise you this. When he speaks to you, it will always, say always, always. line up with the word of God. He's never going to go against his principle. So if you're getting, getting something you th and you look at it and you can't find it in the Word, guess what? That was, that was not from him. God is not the author of chaos, either, is he? he, is, he, he God, God speaks clear when he speaks to him. And I think the clearest form that we can hear him in is through his Word. Amen? Now, he can use other people and he can use devotion time and everything else. But if it's not grounded in the Word of God, guess what? We're missing out. So we need to watch out for the shoulders. We need to keep the Holy Spirit in our life, uh, be listening to the Holy Spirit in our life. So when those things do come up, that we get back in the game. Amen? Well, guess what else happens? They got pedestrians out, right? We don't want to clip nobody. Right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I had a guy one day. I got to tell you this. This is guy. 
Had a guy one day, you ever been in those safety meetings and somebody just got to say something because they just got to say something? I'm telling you. And uh, so they were talking about being safe and all this stuff. <laughs> and this guy said, well, anybody got any safety tips? Said, well, you got to be real real careful going around the base and everything, you know, on the crosswalks because sometimes you have some Protestants out there. <laughs> and we said, what? Yeah, he said, Protestant walk back and forth across there. You don't want him. And one guy said, I saw a couple of Catholics out there too. <laughs> he meant to say, he meant to say, pedestrians. And I'm thinking, woo, that's all right, isn't it? it was, the meeting didn't go good after that. Everybody said, yeah, watch out for that. But I mean, this had something just come out the wrong way. I mean, he was so sincere. Watch out for those, those Protestants. Yeah. Yeah, look out for those Presbyterians out there. Yeah, boy, you don't want to hit one of them. <laughs> I don't want to hit anybody. But anyway, you got to watch out. Watch out for the pedestrians, right? There's people walking all over the place, and a lot of people are walking down the wrong road, amen? We probably were walking down the wrong road at one time. I'm so grateful that people came outside the church and showed me the right way to walk. They showed me. That God's word is, a, is a, a lamp to my feet. And how do we do that? By loving them. You know, we talked about this last few weeks. Seems like we come back to, to this over and over. Talks about uh, in God's word. He said that you will, they will know you are my disciples from your love. How's our loving with people? How are we, are we loving them? Are we pointing and picking and say, once you clean up, then you can come over here. Man, is that wrong or is that wrong? I didn't need to know about all my sin. I, I had that part down. I need to know how you fix it. Jesus is the answer. You know, taking people right where they are, I think that's so important. And loving them right where they are. Three things I always tell people if they come here. Hey, if you guys come out and visit, this is what you're going to see. You're gonna, we're going to love you where you are. We're going to preach God's word. And we're going to give you an opportunity to respond to what God's showing you in your life. Amen? That's it. He hasn't called us to do anything different. I'm still listening. So we're going to keep on going with, it, with that. So, we talked about this earlier, stay in our lane. How many people are staying in their lane? Oh, y'all weaving there. Staying in our lane doesn't mean that we just get comfortable and we don't make any U-turns, that we don't pump the brakes, that we don't use our signals. Amen. That we don't use what God has been pouring into us. How many know the gift of discernment is a very precious gift? You know? I know when I was doing street ministry some years ago, I really had to pray for discernment. I can tell you this, that money is a good thing, that it takes money to do things. But it will not fix every problem there is. Amen? You can throw money at stuff, throw money at stuff. You can spend your whole day throwing money at stuff. But if it's not what God told you to do, you're just throwing stuff away. I, I would look week after week, and I got where when I was doing street mail, I said, I'm just not even going to bring any money. You know, a couple of dollars or whatever. And said, hey man, do you, do you got anybody? I said, no, but I'll tell you what I do got. I got the word of God. Really. Many times, Saturday after Saturday after Saturday after Saturday, we would give out bag lunches and do different things like that. And then, you know, man, it's, it's, there's, there's nothing left. Are people going to keep coming? But we had planted the seed of God's word in people's heart that they would come and pray. And let me tell you, some of the best, most amazing times I see God move is being on the street corner in the in the teen streets in Jefferson on a Saturday morning, and you got a hand of people, hand in hand people praying, and you hear the cars going by while people are praying, and you hear cars stop, and people get out and join in and pray with you. Now let me tell you, that's pretty cool. And they get back and say, "Hey, I was just going down here. I saw y'all praying, and Lord knows we need to pray." Is that amazing or what? You would think, nobody's going to stop there. See, we think, you know, we think different neighborhoods, different situations. Is that God is a God of the universe. And he was working in the people, people's hearts there. Is he working in your heart here? Amen? I pray that he is. So staying in our lane doesn't mean that we get comfortable, that we never turn. It means that we want to find the will of the Lord and stay in the lane that he's asked us to for a time such as this. And if he says change lanes, guess what? We'll change lanes. If he says floor it, floor it. Let's keep on rolling. Bringing it home here. So, what do we got here? Set your eyes on the road ahead. Anybody excited about tomorrow? 
I mean, anybody is excited about Christ's return. Yeah, yeah. But I also hope that he waits a little while. Why? Because there's other people that don't know Jesus. There's other people that don't know Jesus. I want them to know. I want to go out with as many as we could take. How about you guys? Man, that's why we do what we do. That's why we're trying to figure out any other way we can reach people, man. Anything we do, we do audio cast. We do uh, the, the podcast. You got another way we can do it? We'll do it, man. Because I'm telling you, the time is rolling by. And there's a day we're going to stand before the Lord. I, I, I do not want to hear, not good, my comfortable servant. I like to hear, well done, my faithful servant. Amen. That doesn't mean, I'm going to tell you, I want to make sure I clarify this. When you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, that you're going to heaven, okay? That's been, your sin has been dealt with. However, we're going to give account to how we walked in this kingdom. Amen. And I tell you what, I think that keeps me fine-tuned to the things of the Lord. Sometimes I mean, I don't feel like it. Y'all ever have an I don't feel like it day? Yeah. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. I will tell you this real fast. Uh, some of y'all heard it. There was, I was uh, a couple, couple about a month ago, I lost my voice about all the way. Isn't that amazing? My wife says, yeah, is that something? Right? <laughs> but it's tough, man, you know, because everything I do, I'm talking to somebody. And uh, I was home and uh, taking different medicine and stuff like that. And uh my buddy did it. called me from the funeral home. He said, hey, man, uh, got this situation. I need you to preach this funeral. And I go, man, I, I, you know, I, I fill in a lot of funerals. I'll do what I can. Any opportunity to minister to somebody with the gospel, I, I don't, like I said, I don't turn nothing down. But my collar, man, I'm going to try to get out there if my schedule is, is going to work. But also, if I'm seeking the Lord about it. Lesson learned. And he said, man, I was praying about it. Your buddy. He said, I was praying about it. I think the Lord's going to have you preach this funeral. I said, oh, oh, no. I, I, I said, I can barely talk. And I said, I, I don't want to put you in a bad spot because this is, you know, this is going to be like on a Tuesday or something. I don't want to put you in a bad spot. I might not be able to talk. He goes, well, okay. And I hung that phone up and I went to turn my movie back on. Boop. And I heard the Lord speak to my heart saying, you never asked me. Again, you never asked me. I said, Lord, what did I do? I started telling him about my throat. I said, Lord, but I can't really talk. And then I almost had to laugh. I was thinking, well, if he's telling me to do it, don't you think he's going to give you your voice back? Amen. Amen. So, what did I do? Watch the movie. No, I didn't. I called Denny back at the funeral home. I said, uh, hey, man, you ain't got nobody to do that funeral yet, Denny. He goes, no, I'm waiting on you. <laughs> I said, uh, I turned it. I hung up and the Lord said, I didn't ask him, so I asked him, and now, can I get the information? He says, I told you, I was praying, right? <laughs> he said, I told you it was you. But you know what? I had just dismissed that like nothing. Oh no, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable. But guess what? I had to step out in faith. I said, Lord, I believe you called me to do this. And I want to do this in power and might, and I want to bring glory to your name, and I want people to know you, Lord. Lord, I need my voice. But I'll tell you what, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to trust that you're going to take care of it. Guess what? He took care of it. Guess what? The day after, I couldn't talk. But that's okay. I didn't have a funeral priest. But he brought it on back. What am I saying with all that stuff? I was staying in my lane just fine, right? I was comfortable. I was. Oh, I thought I was just suffering for the Lord. I couldn't hardly talk, right? Clicking TV, drinking Gatorade. Oh, this is rough. Now, I almost missed out. On being in the will of God. How often do we just answer without ever seeking the Lord? I hope that through this that we'll start thinking about that a little bit more. Keep our eyes on what is ahead. Amen? Look at this here. I'm talking about pace cars and all this racing. We're getting ready to bring home Philippians 4.13. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward calling of God and Christ Jesus. Amen? Are we pressing towards that mark? Set your eyes on the things of, 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 that, that God has ahead of you and keep on going. We've got to remain in the light. I'm going to get a little gas mileage out of my little light bulb here. I like that. Man, wouldn't, what, just think about this. I just thought about what would happen if you had an hour meter on your, on your Bible? You know, they got them on lawnmowers and different things like that. How many hours would you log in? How many minutes would you log in? Or would it constantly be that your Bible's shut? 
just encouraging you guys today. Just giving us something to think about. Because ultimately, God wants you in the center of his will. Right? Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for each one here and those listening online. And I pray, Lord, that, you, that something said today, something said today will encourage folks that are listening. And whether they listen now or listen later on, Lord, your word does not come back void. And I thank you for that. So, Father, as we spend time together, I pray they hear the gospel message with clarity, Lord. I ask this question all the time. If you die tonight, you know for sure you go to heaven. Many people say, I hope so, I think so. But you know what? You can have a no-so, I know-so. You can be confident by putting your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to know today that God is so good that he'll take you right where you were, right where you are, right here, right now. You say, buddy, you don't know my past. I, you're right, I don't know your past. But God does, and he still says, you're worth it, Amen. He still says, you know what, I love you so much that I gave my only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I want you guys to hear that today. I want you to, to, to feel, Lord, I ask that they feel your tug uh, on their hearts, Lord, to draw close to you. The Bible says that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Let me tell you, that's the whole deal. I've read a lot of different things in my life. And I've never read anything better than the promises of God. The promises of God are for you, for his children. When you become a child of God, you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That can be you today. Don't try to clean up. Don't try to grow up. Don't try to do anything other than receive what God has for you. And I pray that folks who are listening today, that they take that to heart. Where in the world would you find a better deal than Jesus? Amen. I'm just breaking it down to, to just breaking it, just breaking it down. Where in the world? Let me tell you, there's nothing in this world. There's nothing anywhere better than knowing Jesus. Now, I want to tell people this. That doesn't mean you'll never have any trouble, that you'll never go through any heartache. But it does mean you'll never go through it alone. And that you're secure when we call on the name of Jesus, when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. I pray that folks that are here today, take that to their heart. If that's you today, don't leave here without saying, Hey, Pastor Buddy, I prayed that prayer with you today. I ask the Lord to come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe you're the Son of God, Lord. And I, I'm asking you, Jesus, to save me. It's that simple, but it's not cheap. It costs God his best. I pray that you receive that today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I'm going to ask you guys to stand to your feet. We're going to get the saddle up here and send you out with a song. But God is good, right? Amen. 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 Let's do it.